This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 101.9 Chai FM. This is Soul to Soul on your radio on a Friday afternoon here in Johannesburg, South Africa. Welcome, welcome to all of our listeners. Thank you so much for being part of our show. In what can't see from here, but it looks like it might be a bit of a rainy Friday afternoon. Baruch Hashem, the greatest bracha in the world. Hashem bring us rain on just before the beginning of the greatest bracha of the world, which is Shabbos, Kodesh, Baruch Hashem. Everything is, is looking up. I hope your Erev Shabbos is proceeding beautifully along. Please remember, it is starting to get earlier. No longer we have the luxury of a, an extended time for uh, lighting, benching licht. Now, actually, we are back to the normal situation with the latest time and the prescribed time for candle lightings are actually the same. And we're doing it this week, as was, as I'll announce later, at 14 minutes past, uh, past six. First, a little... Uh, what on on the parsha, the, the ultimate issue of this week's parsha, of course, as we go into towards the end of Sefer Shemois, is of course the Anani Hakovah, the clouds of, of of glory, and of course we we know a lot about about clouds. We we should really, with the the advent of a uh, of technology, one would actually expect that even the ordinary person should actually become much more aware and, and sensitive even to HaKadosh Baruch Hu's creation. I mean, take, for example, the the clouds in the sky. Who would ever think of them at all if it wasn't, let's say, after a forecast of a, here's, today's going to be a cloudy, cloudy skies, and then maybe a bit of a, a downpour. Oh, then we think of the cloud. That would be the normal situation. However, of course, thanks to good old Apple, and the iCloud, so uh, now suddenly, which supposedly comes to remind us even more frequently of Hashem's miraculous clouds, even when we're indoors. But of course, that uh, focus on, uh, on the heavenly clouds can only take place if one actually allows oneself to think perhaps erroneously, that the iCloud, which, I don't know, stores all one's information and, and data and files and, and pictures. So we're led to believe maybe that it's, uh, it's linked somewhere upwards in the, in the heavens, maybe on some, uh, huge satellite or something. However, I think most of the, uh, the tech people who know these things understand that the name iCloud has actually nothing to do with with the heavens, right? Uh, 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 not everything that's called something definitely relates uh, uh, relates to 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 that. So it's kind of what's easy to come to conclusion that the name iCloud kind of uh, should be put together maybe with the same expression of a use sometimes of a he has his head in the in the clouds, which also isn't to be taken. In, in the literal sense, and is a kind of, you know, has nothing, doesn't direct you at all anywhere near the heavens. Any kind of really man-made clouds don't actually at all inspire one to think of the Rabbani Shalom at all, especially if the, uh, particularly in the case of Apple, where the cloud is preceded by the letter I, which 
in fact, uh, symbolizes very much oneself, one's own, uh, one's own earthliness. Don't, don't let yourself be fooled by the fact, oh, it's not a capital I, which of course would be the more grammatically correct, uh, a way to do it. But, uh, you know, and, and don't think that, uh, that, uh, by you using that phone, it's gonna make you more, a more humble eye. <laughs> the reality is, don't sure is that even a non-capital I remains completely self-centered I, and it's nowhere near a, uh, a, a you. You know, as Apple's motivation and Apple's goal is clear to make one completely self-indulgent and absorbed with the, with the I. Full stop. That's what it is. I mean, when we talk about selfies, selfie and selfish certainly, uh, would have the same, would have the same shirish, would belong to the same, to the same club, right? Which, uh, it's not too difficult to, uh, label it as some kind of an avodazara, some kind of an idol worship where you're putting yourself front and center of the whole, uh, of the whole, uh, of the whole world. I mean, uh, uh, if you want to really be uh, creative and you take the word self right in Hebrew, samach lamet pei, and turn around, you get pestle, which is an idol, which, okay, but I don't, I don't want to go down that, that, that road. The reality is that in, in this week's Pasha, so there we, we meet another kind of cloud of a very, very different nature and of an incredible spiritual greatness of a, a magnitude. It too, like uh, our modern day uh, uh, clouds was was a cloud also wasn't in the in the heaven wasn't positioned anywhere near the sky but in fact it's one that descended upon earth and and filled the mishkan with the rabbi Shalom's glory it was a cloud in which the shechin of hashem was covered it descended immediately after the building of the mishkan and, and was completed. And, and uh, as soon as Moshe Rabbeinu said that incredible bracha that he gave should rest and his rest his presence upon the, the incredible achievement of, of the Mishkan construction. Now, when the when the Shekinah came down, or as soon as it came down. So it says, the interesting Apostle Basak says that, Moshe Rabbeinu was not able to go into the Olmoid, because the cloud was dwelling on it. And the honor of Hashem filled up, filled up the, uh, the Mishkan. Now, the Gemara in Yuma Daftalit actually asks a contradiction, because it says he that Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't able to enter the cloud that contained the Shkina. Yet, in Shmois Chavtalit, there we told the end of the end of Pashas Mishpatim, we told that Moshe Rabbeinu did enter the cloud that concealed the, the Shkina on uh, on Asinai. In fact, as it says, "Vayovay Moshe b'soyche onon vayalakar elar." He went into the cloud and 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 uh, ascended the mountain. So it seems to be a contradiction. Could he go in or couldn't he? So the Gemara gives a couple of answers. One answer the Gemara gives is that Baruch grabbed Moshe and brought him into the clouds. 
when it says that the Tanan uh, Rabbi Shmuel, the Beis Medrash of Rabbi Shmuel, answered differently, that at Asinai Hakadosh Baruch Hu made a a path. He says he made a pathway through the cloud for Moshe to enter, just in the same way as he made a pathway through the Yamsuf for Klal Yisrael to cross. So too he he allowed Moshe Rabbeinu to pass through the Yanun. Now perhaps we could say that these these two answers are not actually different answers, but they actually uh, actually complement each other each other beautifully. Why? Because what is Chazal actually telling us here? They're giving us a tremendous tremendous insight to make a, a, a chiluk, to make a differentiation between the two clouds that are down on on this earth and allow men to to come in. Now, iCloud is free, and even if you want to upgrade, all, you, all it's going to cost you is a maximum of uh, 99 cents a month. It's, it's a matziah. It's a real, it's a real bargain. And no sweat. It's, uh, it's easy. All you have to do is the initial, the initial sign up, and then from then on, the storage is uploaded for posterity uh, automatically. <laughs> Not so. <laughs> well, if you want to come and uh, enter the Anani Akava and you want to come close to HaKadosh Baruch if you want to in fact have any kind of intimate experience, any intimate kind of meeting with the Shechina, which is basically uh, the same thing as having Shemayim down here on, on earth, one needs two prerequisites to be able to do that. One, you need a nace. You need a miracle like Kriyas Yamsuf in order for that to happen. I mean, you have to, it has to be the, the basically the supernatural making of, of a pathway. Yet, that miracle, even of Kriyas, Kriyas Yamsuf, only, uh, only happened because a man called Nashon Ben Amanadav jumped into the waters willing to sacrifice his life literally to fulfill the words of Hashem. So that uh, that uh, illusion of the necessity of Mesiris Nefesh in order to merit this kind of uh, an intimate experience with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, with the Anani HaKavod, so that uh, actually is hinted to in the Shira that Klai Yisrael sang at, uh, at, at Kriyas Yosef. It says, Mochoyim l'shivtacha, uh, which is a, a foundation for your for your dwelling place you made. In other words, if you want to benefit from the Ananya cover from the Shina cloud, there is a price. It's not free. It's a big price to pay. You have to be prepared, Monsieur Snefish. It has to be with all your heart, all your soul, with everything you want. Right? But the the, the Ananya covered uh, experience is woe is is one that, however, goes way beyond. It transcends this world completely and connects directly to Olam Connects directly to the world of 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 Nitzchis, of eternity. In in fact, in reality, it's a very small price to pay for such an everlasting, otherworldly kind of a rendezvous with with the Rebbe Nishlam. The second. Prerequisite. The second condition is that even after the mysterious nefesh 
and literally uh, 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 one has to be mavata, one has to like nullify all your own desires to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, one must also feel not any sort of sense of entitlement or deserving of such an experience. One must feel as if he is forcibly uh, 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 almost like grabbed into the cloud by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, even though in reality he's, he's unworthy of such an encounter of, of intimacy. And this is in fact in uh, uh, hinted to in the actual word. Well, the word for humility in Hebrew is the word anav. If one really has true humbleness, then he will merit that the the letter Vav from the word Anan will be made into a long letter. Instead of being Ayin Nun Vav, it will be dropped down and it could become Anan. And you can have that kind of, uh, you can have that, uh, which symbolizes that pathway. Like Eli Kodesh Baruch Hu is pulling you into the Yanya cover. We'll finish, summarize this and move on to our discussion of Tchum Shabbos. In one moment, this is 101.9 High FM, soul to soul, on your radio, on the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 101.9 High FM, we're back on your radio here in Johannesburg. Thank you for joining us so much. Uh, just as we always do at this point on the show, just to give you the important details for this coming Shabbos, we are exiting Rosh Chodesh, as you know, Rosh Chodesh was yesterday and today, so the date for Shabbos will be Beis Adar Sheni, or Beis Adar Beis. Uh, the Pasha Shvua is Pikude, just Pikude alone. Uh, we are kind of sandwiched between the special readings of Chodesh Adar. This week is not a special reading, although, of course, it is the conclusion of Sefer Shemay, so we will be saying Chazak, Chazak at the end of the uh, of the laning. The Shabbos times, as I mentioned, the latest time for candlelighting today is at 14 minutes past 6. Uh, Shkia sunset is at 6.32. And Shabbos Kodesh ends tomorrow night at 7.02, which, of course, is the numerical value of the word Shabbos. Uh, so it somehow, somehow fits together like like that. And we are approximately... Uh, you know, 12 days away from, from, uh, from Purim. So, uh, start getting ready, start getting yourself, uh, organized for, for that. Just to conclude the discussion. So we have these two conditions that a person needs to be able to be to, to a real close Ananya covered type relationship with Akadosh Baruch Hu. One is the, the concept of Monsieur Snefesh, that a person is completely prepared to dedicate himself to do the will of Hashem. And the others, even after that, Mr. Snevish, understand that we're not deserving of it, that, that we don't really, we're not entitled to it. And if we get it, it's because the Rabbani Shalom is dragging us to it, not because in any way we, we, we deserve it. So the, the conclusion is that if one's able to, to fulfill these uh, requirements and, uh, to have HaKadosh Baruch Hu make for him a pathway to the Shechina and, uh, and create that very, very close bond to him as all of Kleisel experienced at Yamsuf. In fact, it was there during the, during the crossing of the, uh, of the Yamsuf through the miraculous pathways that Hashem said that they in fact pointed with their finger and were able to say, this is 
my 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 Kaddish Baruch Hu, and I will build him a mikdash in order for him to 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 live in. With that kind of mysterious nefesh, one is able to enter the the cloud of 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 the Shechina, right? because even the words zekeli va'anveyu va'anveyu, which Gemara says in Shabbos, means ani vohu. That in fact says it all. The eye cloud is all about me. It's just the eye cloud, and it's all about the the uh, the selfish uh, dedication to to oneself and uh, all its you know. We know people who are involved in that don't talk anymore. Everything is just on the on on the phone. However, the the Ananya covered, so that requires one to leave leave the ani, leave the eye, and look at the who ani the who. Right, we become like a like an outsider. Become you're not important. Rabbanishlam is the important, and see how you can what you can do to benefit the Rabbanishlam. Right, so look beyond yourself and see what is it that I can give to the Rabbanishlam. How can I give the Rabbanishlam a bit of a bit of nachas? And that's in fact also how we can we can emulate. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, after all it says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that Oilam Chesed Yibon, HaKadosh Baruch Hu built the whole world with Chesed, and we too can do, can do the, uh, can do the, uh, the same. Uh, I mean, the, the Chizkuni brings down the very first, uh, uh, word of the Pasuk, that, uh, that when it says, Aleph Dalid Nun Yud, which, uh, which actually translates as, My Hashem, My Master, so he brings down, yeah, I guess he's counting, that the words, uh, can be found 134 times in the, in the Torah. Right? Uh, and again, if you take the words, and break it down, so it's, ani, right? And then, vav, and the dalit. Right? Which, uh, which means to, to, to take away. Right, the, the way in which one makes Hakadosh Baruch Hu into into your master is to take away the ani, is to, is to remove the focus on oneself and uh, and, uh, and 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 focus on on the Rebbeon and the Rebbeon and the Rebbeon Shlom. And, and if you want to have a a deep and uh, and meaningful relationship with the Rebbeon Shlom, so that that can only be formed, that can only be developed when one merits to enter to enter that uh, that uh, that cloud and of course the cloud is again as you say this uh, total total negation and that and that's that's what Sefer Shemesh was all about the freedom of Kaiso where they stop being slaves who worry just about their own their own survival but become Avdi Hashem where where the the crux is what can I do to serve what can I do to to give Knachasrach to to the Rabbanishlam Last week we finished our discussion about the the eruv around a town or around an area. We spoke basically about 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 the conditions. Perhaps we can just also speak a little bit about another kind of eruv that is very relevant on, uh, on on Shabbos and often comes into into play, and that's the concept of of tchum of the area on Shabbos beyond one which one which is not allowed to travel or, or traverse on on a uh, on a on a Shabbos. Now obviously the premise of of this whole mitzvah is 
if there is someone who who needs to travel on the roads and to go from one uh, one from one place to another so that already is 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 a lack in a person i mean the the, the this forum this forum say that the concept of of a rishus harabim sorry of a rishus hayachad of a private entity on on Shabbos, so we know we've learned in as we're doing Dirshu, we know that the the measurements of of a Roshus Hayachid are it has to be a minimum of four Tfachim by four Tfachim, and it has to be surrounded by by fences by, uh, by partitions that are at least ten Tfachim high, and and the, and the Svarim say that the four Amos by four Amos symbolizes the Yud Kei Vav Kei the Four letters of the name of Hashem, while the ten letters symbolizes, if you spell that name out fully, Yud being Yud Vav Dalit, three letters, Hey is, uh, Hey Aleph is five, and Vav Vav Aleph Vav is eight, and the Hey again is, is, uh, is, is ten. So that the concept that the Rishus HaYachit is, Becomes like the the rishus becomes like the again like we're saying before like a place of the of the ashras of the ashras shchina where we stay inside where we're connected with that kaddish baruch and that's why we don't take things out on on Shabbos so the very very need to 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 go and leave and and be somewhere else and 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 not be happy within our own skin within our own habitat on, on Shabbos is is already a a, a chesaron in in a person that he's not able, he's not able to find his satisfaction, he's not able to have, find his happiness, he's not able to find his, his, uh, his space and, and kind of to, to look after himself, to find real meaning in his life in, in the place, in the place where, where he is and that's why he needs to, to uproot himself and, and to go out and, and to, and to travel and leave his area to go somewhere else. Maybe it is to make upon us. Obviously not on Shabbos, but generally the need to travel and move is, is, is a, is a lack of, of settledness, is a, is a lack of stability in a, in a, uh, in a person. But particularly saying on, on, on Shabbos, where the whole concept of Shabbos is, as we say in the Shemana, that the whole world should, should rest, that all the Jews should be stationary and, 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 uh, and leave behind all their, all their bother, leave behind all their preoccupations, leave behind all those things that are challenging them the whole, the whole week and, and, uh, and, and, and think about and think about the, the creation, think about the, the perfection of the world that Hashem has created and our role in it and what we can do to, to improve, to improve our relationship. And, and thank Hashem that, uh, Hashem has, has chosen us from, from amongst all the nations and, and given us His, uh, His, uh, His Torah and, and, and get pleasure in our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, get pleasure for all the amazing things, for all the good things that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has done for, for, a, for a person. And, and that's why Chazal have restricted us to try to remain in, in as much as possible in one area on, on, on Shabbos. We'll come back with some further comments, but time to go to the shops. This is 11.9 Chai FM, sold to soul. Don't run away. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 1.9 FM, we're back on your radio. We're talking about the concept of 
Tchum Shabbos and the fact that Chazal have, have limited us to try to keep us rooted to one spot and focused on, on, on one spot and not just go hither and yither and yon and, and travel anywhere we want on, uh, on, uh, on Shabbos. And therefore Chazal have, have set up very, very strict boundaries of what we're allowed to, to, uh, to, to travel. Where they said to us that you're allowed to travel a certain distance and beyond that you cannot, you cannot go. So what is then the Tchum Shabbos? So it is, let's say, the place where you're spending Shabbos. Let's say you're in a town, you're in a city. Uh, so that whole town or city is considered your Shabbos abode. So you can travel anywhere in that town or, or city. But beyond that, beyond the city limits or town limits or wherever you are, you're allowed to travel another 2,000 Amas in any direction. 2,000 Amas is approximately 2,000 uh, steps of an average person. Obviously, some with very long legs or short legs will be different. According to Menachazal, it's just under a, a kilometer, perhaps about 910 to 920 uh, 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 meters. If, let's say, when Shabbos started, you were not in a town, you were in, in a field, let's say, so then you are limited you cannot move more than four amas in any direction from the spot on which you on which you stand. You have two meters in every direction, but you're you're stuck in that uh, in that circle because that is considered that uh, uh, if you would lie down on on the ground and stretch out your hands and feet, that's considered your space. That's considered your domain on Shabbos. Beyond Beyond that, right? Uh, so that's your domain on Shabbos. And then you could walk from there, again, another 2,000 Amas in any, in any direction. If you're, if you're in a city or in some kind of a, a settlement, so then the whole place of the, of the settlement of the city is considered, your place is considered one, one uh, abode or one, one area. And we measure the 2,000 Amas from beyond the city, the city limits. And we'll talk a little bit more about what that is uh, uh, later. Now, there is a famous opinion of the, of the Rambam that the, the foundation, the basis of the prohibition of not going beyond that, uh, that area of 2,000 Amas is in fact a Torah. Is in fact a biblical uh, obligation, but the the biblical obligation is what the Torah for, forbids is that a person is not allowed to go from the place where he's living, from the from the abode or area where he is, for a large amount. What the Chazal call Shneim Asamil, twelve twelve mil, which is uh, twenty four thousand uh, amas. Which is uh, approximately, virtually eleven, eleven kilometers. According to Rambam, if you d- if you went that far, then you'd be over an Isser Daraisa. That sheer comes because that was the approximate size of the entire camp of the Jews in the uh, in the desert when they were when they were camping, and uh, the Torah specifically warns us 
in in Pashbashar Shavu Ish Tahtov Al Yatsa Yishmim Koima Biyamashvi. That every person should stay where he is and not go out of his place on the on on the Shabbos day. So so the so the Rambam is saying that there is a possibility, even if you went that far, of actually violating even an Issa Doraisa. According to some of the other Shonin, the Ramban and the uh, and and the Rosh and uh, the Rashba also, in fact, most of other Rishonim that say that this pasuk of Shvuish Tartov is referring to not the not the prohibition of walking. Uh, Outside your, your place, but actually of carrying something in a public, in a public domain. But they say that the, the prohibition of walking, of, of, of tchum, even if you're going to go more than 12 mil, remains a, uh, a, 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 a rabbinic, a, a rabbinic, uh, pro, prohibition. Uh, and we'll learn what happens, okay, what happens if one needs to travel Further, we'll see a special uh, uh, institution in Chazal made called Erev Tuchumen that we can set up and we'll be allowed to travel uh, a further 2,000 Amas. But uh, time doesn't allow us to really deal with that today. We'll have to deal with that when we come back uh, uh, next week. What's left is only to thank you all for, for joining us and uh, Wish each and every one of you a beautiful and, and restful Shabbos with the family, with the, with the community, with growth, with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Find that entrance into the cloud of glory. And we look forward to, please God, greeting you again and having you as part of our radio team throughout all, all these soul-to-soul broadcasts from Monday to Friday between 1 and 3. And thank you all for listening. And to each and every one of you, a good Shabbos.